listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Now we're recording. Good work, buddy. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to I think this is our fourth edition of Going to Fantasia. You don't think it's the fifth? It's possible. I, I think we started podcasting in 2011, and okay. I don't think we got passes in 2011. So right. I think 2012, 13, 14, 15, maybe this is 16. Yeah, so maybe <coughs> maybe the fifth, you guys. Yep. That's so exciting. 9 to 5 has been going to Fantasia for half a decade. So give us whatever you give people for their fifth year anniversary. We are going to be. I think it's wood. Do we get wood? Wood. I want wood. I would like a wood carving, please. <laughs> Give me something. A wood carving. Uh-huh. And we're going to be talking about movies the way uh, we always do, and possibly writing little bits and pieces about them because we're not going to be doing quite as many podcasts this year, but we might end up seeing as many movies. Hopefully. Yay! So uh, this first installment, we're going to be talking about two movies. We're going to be talking about Outlaws and Angels. Yes. From J.T. Mulner and Bed of the Dead by Jeff. Maher. Maher. Yep. Mayer. Jeff Mayer. Yep. Uh, we also are going to we talk to him on Go Plug Yourself. Huh, we talk cool. to the man who behind Bed of the Dead. Uh, so two very different movies, a Western and a uh, cowboy. I, guess I think we'll you saw Outlaws and Angels with me, so why, I don't, did. why don't you do the scrub for Outlaws and Angels? I want to start off on Outlaws and Angels, so my 10-second like, my explanation yeah. of Outlaws and Angels would be a... Like a classic kind of spaghetti western, sort of in really? the v- okay. yeah, 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 spaghetti western. Cool. It's just gore, gore filled western, basically. Yeah. Uh, in the vein, almost of Hateful Eight, like a low budget kind of Hateful Eight, in that it mostly takes place on a single location. Uh-huh. Most of the tension arises surrounded by a single location. Yeah, with uh, kind of morality twists and turns. Again, similar to Hateful Eight, yep. where you don't really know who's your good guy and who's your bad guy. And uh, what would be the surprising feature of this film? Uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter, I want to say Francesca Eastwood. I'm looking at it right now. I think that's right. I'm going to come up when I get it. But the, um... Clint Eastwood's yeah. daughter. Yes. Clint Eastwood's daughter. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then a couple other people. There's, uh, Luke Wilson is involved with it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very confident in my Francesca, Francesca? Eastwood. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. It is Francesca Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and she plays, I guess, basically the female lead who is one of the characters who, like, twists the most... She does twist. Twist is what she does. Yeah. And so that's, uh, I guess that's the, the, the short description of, pretty good. of what's going on in Outlaws and Angels. Meanwhile, Bed of the Dead is a, um, a, uh, a horror film where um, four partygoers, two, two dudes who are looking to get uh, their girlfriends into a four-way for their right. birthday, right. drag their... Did the dudes have the same birthday? I don't know. You know, I think it was only one of their birthday, but it was like they're going to get the girlfriends to make out. Whatever. That's Whatever. Good, good friend. Good friend. <laughs> They're tr- a true bro, capital right. T, capital B, right. true bro. They um, get their no girlfriend. E. G- they go to this, like um, I guess, like a sex hotel yep. where there is a bed. Uh, the opening sequence of the film, is, so this is like the very, very opening, yep. is a long like montage of um, uh, a bunch of people being hung on this tree mm-hmm. and then the tree being cut down and used to make a bed. Mm-hmm. So like the bed is evil. Mm-hmm. And then um, the bed tries to kill the people. Yep. And we learn that the people um, that the bed is killing are in fact evil. Right. Okay. The bed only take, enacts its revenge on evil things. That's right. right. And then um, the uh, there's a hard boiled cop. Yep. 
on the edge, yeah. drinking too much, loose cannon. Right. He um, gets a phone call from mm-hmm. a girl who is about to be killed by the bed. You're a loose cannon, Officer Fuzzy Face. So, meow, meow, Fuzzy Face. And it's a, it's a time-traveling phone call. Right. So the girl is, is, like, on the bed. Right. That's a big thing, okay? You're on the bed, can't get off the bed. Monster yeah. under the bed can get you. Right. That's, that's like, that's yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we're you, The trailer kind of, like, had that yeah. other, like, you can't get off the bed! Right. And like, yeah. <laughs> So uh, and then uh, and then anyway, so there's like a like a like like a little, a little little like the girl is on the bed talking to the cop who's investigating the scene where she and her friends are being found. Is she going to get out? Is she not? Right. Tension. There you okay. have it. So, cool. would you recommend Outlaws and Angels? Uh, would I recommend Outlaws and Angels? Okay, so we're going to talk about this, I guess, a little bit in terms of like the style and like what it did and how it did it. I guess, yes. and we'll, yeah. we're not, we won't immediately spoil it because, as always, we won't spoil things until until kind of later. Uh, the The style of it is really uh, when I said Hateful Eight at the beginning, it had that. It, That's high praise. It, high it is high praise, and it, yeah. it's like it's low budget Hateful Eight. It's mm-hmm. like, like when I when I say Hateful Eight, like do not expect Hateful Eight when you go see this movie. It, it is less than. Yep. However, it is like has, hits a lot of the same notes. It does a very slow burn. Like it starts off with a bang in terms of like starts off on a heist, mm-hmm. but then like immediately just like dials it back like ten notches and just like slows down and becomes a lot of people walking in the Character desert piece. and getting yeah. hungry and kind of exploring the characters. I would say that. Um, uh, then Luke Wilson's character goes off to like hunt the outlaws. Mm-hmm. The outlaws stumble into a uh, not st- you stumble upon on the outside of a desert, like a, a frontier town. Sure, and a frontier not frontier town, a frontier house. And then it's a guy, his wife, and his two daughters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they just want to stay the night. It's obviously very evident that they're outlaws. And uh, whether or not they're going to kill them, because we've kind of established that the outlaws are stone cold killers. When they thought someone was going to take in their bounty, they just didn't hesitate or rape them or rape them. There's, there's, there Always is, the there way. is like that's one thing. That, there is a constant this this constant like rapey vibe, rapey vibe, and yeah. you're almost like you're you're trying to like read in who is a rapist because I guess like you don't really like I don't know cowboys, <laughs> and I'm like maybe all of them are rapists. I don't think so. That's but, not but, fair to no, but, no, but in the Come film, on, in the film, yeah, you're like, like, just, let's put it this way, like on, like in called into question, and like, and ve- and with various like pass and failure rates, are is the morality of the outlaws, yeah, the father, yeah, and the bounty hunter, yes. So you're like, you'd think that you'd be like, okay, like the father figure who's like protecting his daughters would be like safe bet, maybe not. The nope, bounty yeah. hunter would be a safe bet, maybe yeah. not. The outlaws are obviously like they're flip flopping all over the place. If they're like, are they outlaws with a heart of gold? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought I thought you were saying like cowboys in general. I'm saying the cowboys in this film. In this film, yes. The cowboys in this film, you're you're never sure. You're never sure about. You're yeah. never sure who's gonna go. That's that's totally fair. And then I mean, also if you watch the trailer, so I don't really consider this a full spoiler. You I didn't see the trailer. Huh? I didn't see the trailer. In in the trailer, there's uh, you get to see Francesca Eastwood at least like twirling a gun and like pointing a gun. So okay. there's kind of the. You know she's going to be more than just a little cowpoke dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, I think in the first scene with her, you see her kind of be a, a sharpshooter with her sister, right? Like a little her, bit, sister, yeah. her sister's yeah. kind of like shooting. Like n'importe who there, and then she's like bam, and like shoots the thing, no problem. Yeah. And her sister's shitty to her; she's tormented. So yeah, there's like a lot of pieces going on. And in terms of how it's shot, it was shot on 35 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I think that they, 
they played with that to like great effect and almost too much. Like there was a lot of like really? just being like I found like there were a lot of shots that you're like, look how wide this shot is. I, f- I thought they could have done more, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I was ready for more of the like super ass wide shots, super wide shot, yeah. exactly. But like, <laughs> but that's why. Uh, but I'm always like, whenever you do a shot like that, you kind of wanted to like show something, and it wasn't always showing something. <laughs> like it was just kind of hmm. like I have this cool. Okay. And I mean, like as a filmmaker, I might, I might be inclined if I was making movies to do the same thing because like it looks good. Like yeah. none of those shots look bad. There's just I kind of find maybe an overabundance of them. There's also like the really, really? big zooms on people, which like delighted me nonstop when okay. something happens and it's a wide shot and then it like cuts kind of like up to their face, just like typical cowboy style. Like it looks and feels a lot like a a cowboy movie from I guess like the 70s. Yep. Like it, but with obviously a bit more of a modern slam. I'm losing the thread here though. Who are you recommending this to? I'm recommending this to uh, I would say anybody who. Liked Hateful Eight and is willing to go a little more Western. Huh. Like, if they're like, cause I mean, Hateful Eight, I think, has, appeals a lot more broadly yeah. than Outlaws and Angels. Yep. Yeah. I feel that if you want to, like, kind of get into a more classic Western without going, like, if you go back and watch old Westerns, like, they're not extremely accessible. No. Like, yeah. and this is, I think, somewhere, it's like kind of almost a bridge in between Hateful Eight and, like, a full classic, like, Spaghetti Western, Sergio Aragonas Western style film. Like this is like a Sergio Aragonas, Leone, Sergio Leone, yeah, Leone, right? Who's Sergio Aragonas, man? Cartoonist? Is that a cartoonist? Anyway, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a bridge. I think it's like a bridge okay. case where you're just sort of like if you watched Hateful Eight and you're like, yeah, I dig westerns. Maybe like this, you could check out this movie. And it is. It's kind of cool to see Clint Eastwood's daughter. Uh, she sort of inherited her dad's crazy eyes. Like, she sure did. I thought she did a, a splendid job in this film. I, th- I think she um, she was a linchpin that held this whole thing together. And if she had not been great... Her the, and Henry John was pretty great, too. The, Henry John the, was the, the male lead. The male lead. He was w- wonderful as well. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's it. But he was he was less called upon to to, to go the distance in yeah. terms of acting. Like he, like, he just had to be gravelly and surly throughout the film. Right. And anybody could do that. Uh-huh. Whereas she had to go from the, like, innocent, sweet young petite flower to something much darker a bit and of a revenge piece kind of a bit of a revenge piece kind of yeah. and then, um uh and i think she she did it exceptionally and, well and like i said she got she has eastwood crazy eyes where you're kind of like you're not sure if like where it comes from yeah like if you think if you think like um like dirty harry kind of look where you're just sort of like, like the oh, uh, producers are telling me that sergio aragon is is the uh, cartoonist from mad magazine the that's one do the, the, one. Little, the little things in the margins sergio yeah. leone is the you know, i there. knew it was a person thanks producers <laughs> anyway yeah but yeah francesca eastwood yeah. has that like that crazy eyed look where you're just sort of like she really like you're like she's capable of anything and yeah like you're like maybe she's gonna kill everyone maybe she's gonna be the okay. hero maybe feel, she's okay. not we're, gonna. we're dwelling on this film a lot and i think the reason is because it was a wonderful fucking movie this was a great movie this 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 outlaws and angels. I love it. I love westerns, I, and I yeah, think exactly. this was you a love great westerns. fucking western. I thought it yeah. was good. Okay, this was uh, great. They, this was not good. This was great. Okay, the um, my, it, I'll say, dude, my main issue. Okay. I think was pacing. I think yeah. it, I think it didn't need to run 120 minutes. I think that it could have ran at like a tight hundred or so, like an hour forty. Yeah, but then I think it would have been too brisk at that point. I think the pacing was perfect. This was on point. Meh. Dude, I, it, it, you got to take your time. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I mean, I think, okay, anyway, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, but I was like, I felt that, like, the Luke Wilson role you gotta was... You got to cut the balls and work the shaft. Yeah, the Luke Wilson role, I, I didn't think was necessarily even that that necessary. 
Like okay. you're like so every time it's cutting back to Luke Wilson, I'm like, okay, he's gonna catch up with them or he's not. Like it was like I, I get it. It was to kind of put the like a time. Uh, I guess like a time urgency on what was going on in the house. Like you're like there is a bounty hunter coming, right, right, right. but the character just felt like really tacked on and didn't have any really relationship with anybody else other than like I'm a lawman, and that kind of bugged me. Like every cutaway to Luke Wilson, I gave less and less a shit about. Okay, so that's my pacing issue. Let me do better the dead. Bed so of the dead, better the dead. Um, well, didn't quite work for me. Okay, the um. I, I, I wanted to. I came into this wanting to like like a schlocky, over the top kind of gore fest right. horror. I, f- I think that there was probably not enough gore to really carry it as like a gore fest. Okay. The um the horror element didn't quite work out because 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 it's very difficult and and I have to applaud um, Jeff Maher for for do, giving it the old college try of putting in the horror into the like close up slow zoom of the camera onto the like. Headboard. The headboard. <laughs> you know, and then, like, <laughs> boom, the music comes in, yeah, yeah. and then it cuts back to something horrific happening, and then trying to build tension with that. Like, that, that's a challenge, buddy. And you did good, but I don't, I still don't think it all really came together. This is like a, this is a movie that you see with a bunch of friends as like a party horror film. Yeah. No other, in no other scenario can I see this working out. Okay, so I mean, like, I guess, so. When I, like I said, I, we, they did The Drownsman, which mm-hmm. was... The, they did The Drownsman. Which is where you could drown anywhere. Yeah, there was which, which I actually quite liked. I thought yeah. that they, they... And in fact, I think it was Jeff Maher as well who was there. I, I remember I remember seeing some of these guys. There's a, there's a whole crew of them. Like, they're, yeah. like they kind of take take turns uh, directing. Mm-hmm. and then But, like, the other guys are, like, DP and editing and, like, whatever. So it might not have been necessarily him right. directing on it, but he probably worked on Drownsman. Well, I definitely was at the, the world premiere for that one as yeah. well. And also, I didn't... I didn't uh, Antisocial, which... Yeah. Uh, I saw, but I was not at the premiere, and Bite, which I think you saw, but I yeah. did not. Yeah, yeah, Bite was like the infectious Bite situation where it's like a girl who gets bitten by a bug and kind of gets <laughs> like fucked up by it. Like, I feel, yeah, when you said that, like, I guess what you're, you're saying it could have been more fun. Like, yeah, like the... Like, like when I, I, I thought it was maybe, like, when I watched the trailer, the trailer kind of like, I was like super on board. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a... It's, it's a bed so that, dumb, it's, it's gonna be whatever. It's a that kills people, like, like I mean, <laughs> like... They could have had just, like, a little more fun with it and, and been a little quicker. Like, the, the, the point where they, where they go from, like, the four kids are on the bed to they're all getting slaughtered, right. it's just, like, it's long, it's long, it, it takes a lot of time to get to, to killing them all. Okay. And so, um... So you want to see them, you want them to, like... See yeah, the maybe top and go further over it. Yeah, this this <laughs> one it had like a bit of a pacing issue. Okay, but um, but, but so yeah, like, like, so maybe like throw it on. Like, say you're having like a Halloween party and like you just want to throw it on in the background. This is like good Halloween party material, right? Uh, otherwise, I would not recommend it. But, okay, but um, but in that in that regard, these guys like, and I feel bad because I love what these guys do with movies, right? They like, make it, well, and they're, they're doing like like Drownsman was like classic fucking monster of the week horror film that yeah. fucking nobody has the balls to make anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, and well, they did it well. You and know? that's that's kind yeah. of I think their their goal. Is I know just, like, they're like super low budget yep. and to just like hammer out like an old timey horror movie that like the kind that usually don't get made that much anymore. Like you know we um we talked about this when we were watching Singham. Mm-hmm. Right, where we were in the the big the big theater, and yeah. everybody was like laughing and screaming yeah. and, and throwing shit, and and like that was the right crowd, right? right? So I saw the Bed of the Dead in in the Deceb Theater, which was the smaller one, right. and then like people were not like laughing and screaming or whatever. And right. I think if people had been there, all like cheering and like 
throne shit, it yeah. would have been like a more of a party and people would have been into it more yeah. and then it would have been more of a, a positive experience. And I think like that's like the environment you need to really like appreciate this. Because okay. it's too it's too silly and like over the top to be a proper like It's like when you're like I'm zooming spooked. when you're zooming in on the headboard you kinda want the audience to be like, Oh, oh no, <laughs> headboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bed's gonna get me <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're just you know But if you're like waiting for the legitimate scare that comes after the headboard zoom, it's like not necessarily Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, who, so yeah, so throw it on at a Halloween party. Yep. Right. But, but like, keep it up, guys. Keep it up, Jeff Maher and producer Chad There's Archibald. More, they have, and they, they, we, we found out when we talked to them on Go Plug Yourself that they have, like, an eight-film deal. And so this, I think, was really? film four. Like, they got an eight-film distribution thing. Okay. Uh, so do you want to spoil some of these movies? Do, these are the spoilers? I guess so. Okay. Wait. These are the spoilers. I'm going to go now. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't really think that there is anything to spoil in Better the Dead. They, um... The bed gets them all. Does the bed get them all? I don't. You know, I actually don't even recall if one of the girls gets head at the end. <laughs> the whole time travel shit was so fucking over the top. It was just too much. It was too much. Okay. Oh no, no, wait. I remember how they ended. So wait, so wait, so wait. Like what I understood yeah. of the trailer was yeah. that the like the cop showed up to the uh, bed scene. And yeah. it was, like, piecing it together. But you're saying that someone actually, like, calls him from the past? Here's the deal, okay? So the cop shows up to investigate the deaths of the four kids, all right. okay? They're all, like, on the bed, and they all get killed in various horrific ways, yeah, okay? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to save one of the girls. But she calls him... From, like, the night previous. From the night previous. So okay. there's a bit of a time travel kind of kind of, like happen in there okay and then he's like talking to her and then he's like oh wait i can maybe save this girl right and then as he's saving so her he's like investigating the way she died to try to prevent it right but checks uh because he saves the girl she doesn't like she in the in the scene that she initially found she had burned herself to death by like lighting up the this like um they, they like cracked a pipe that had um whatever Gas. gas or whatever mm-hmm. and then she burned the bed but then he saves her by telling her that she could get out so then she doesn't. So destroy she the doesn't bed. destroy the bed. Oh, no. But then he touches the bed, and then he kills himself. Oh no! He was a bad cop. Oh no! He was a bad cop, so it's okay that he kills himself because the bed got him. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> it was just like it was too much, man. I got. And, I, I, and I, I don't know. Maybe that's just one of those things where like your ambition got away from you. Like yeah. Sort of like I think that if you had just played it a little bit straight, and the cops just trying to like piece it together. And then, like, well, there could maybe be, like, another twist. Like, there's a second bed. Like, that Like that twist would almost be, like... Yeah. Like, if the girl's calling from another bed, so he thinks that he's, like, doing it, but it's not time travel. I don't know. Here's the thing. I like, don't know what the situation I, I is, th- but I, I feel that time travel is a lot to throw it, into a bed-killing you movie. Yeah. Like, the thing is, it did, it's, if it was going to go hard, it didn't go hard enough. Right. And then if it was going to go straight, it didn't go straight enough, you know? Yeah. Like, so, so there was just... It was just, like... And it's so subtle to get that that kind of like schlocky horror right, right you know. Yeah. And I, I I kind of I kind of like I I, I sympathize with them struggling right. with it. Uh, Outlaws and Angels. Outlaws and Angels. Well, this I, I think this was fucking amazing. That yeah. like the girl turns out to be an the insane hardest person. insane person out of anybody on right. the fucking farm. Well, I don't know about that. They're, think about Little Joe, man. Little Joe was totally ready to just rape a guy up the ass just because his boss told him to. He was like not too into it. Yeah, but it. if you were like the the like. The, the the posse the, the guy, dim-witted, the dim-witted bill, sidekick. <laughs> would yeah. you rape a guy up the ass because your boss told you to? I don't think so. I don't think I would either. But nope. but if it was the West, 
Maybe we would. It's the frontier way, John. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the things that I want to talk about. Like, so this fucking movie, the, something that is like a spoiler, yeah, is like the definition of what a rubdown is and what it entails. I really thought the rubdown is a handjob, right? Yeah. But then they were like, no, it's not. It's just, like you're like it when might they be a blowjob. when they throw out rubdown, yeah. Uh, you kind of like you immediately go to a weird place because the movie's kind of getting in that dark vibe. Yeah. But then when the outlaw asks for a rub down, yeah, he seems to literally just want a back rub because yes. as soon as the lady makes any sexual advance, he's like, "What fuck? What now?" Right. And that's like what triggers. But she goes straight to licking his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Because her dad is. Oh my god! This movie was so dark. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sophie walked in and just made the, like the, the craziest face as we we're talking about trying to lick his ass during a rub down. Yeah. So then I guess like the what we're led to believe as viewers is that uh, she reveals how fucking shitty and her sexually harassing yeah. her dad is, and he's like, "Well, yo, you want to kill your dad?" And she's like, "I want to kill my whole family." And then he's like, "Maybe don't kill your mom because she's been putting up with your dad." But then sure, everybody else can die. Right. And then they're gonna like throw a revenge. And the thing. sister because she liked it. The sister because she liked it exactly. So. So in that sense, the rubdown turned out to be sexual, even though I guess it was just normal for your daughter to give you a back rub this on a hard day work in the field. It was way dark, yeah, and it was way twisty turny. I loved it. I, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought it was just a great. It was like it was a great twisty turny cowboy movie. Cool. I was all all I was on board that a hundred percent, and I'm right. so excited to see more from Francesca Eastwood. Yeah, and I'm so excited to see more. Like Luke Wilson, I felt was not his dialogue was not on point. Yeah, he I, I he, was, I liked, he was not perfect, but. I liked close. him. I just felt that the movie didn't have a purpose for him. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't. I, like I kind of liked his little like guy. I just wish that he was like somehow more connected to the the tension and the drama unfolding at the uh, the farmhouse. Think think about um um uh, what was the name of the movie with um well, come on now you need to give me something more uh, is it a western damn it another western nope. Come on now. I got to use my words. I believe in you. you like, just like, <laughs> just like sp- spell out anything and maybe I can jump in. Anton Chigur. Okay. Chigur. Remember Chigur? Mm-hmm. He's the guy with the with the like um the pressurized oh, pipe thing. Oh, No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Okay. Yeah. So, he they were trying to do a No Country for Old Men type of follow character that um like the cop from No Country the, for Like Old the Man? cop from No Country for yeah. All Men, where he's just like talking over it and he's providing like like a thematic kind yeah. of counterpoints yeah. before he actually becomes involved in the story. I think that's what they were going for, yeah. but it didn't quite work out. Oh. I don't know. God cool. damn it, dude. I had to struggle so hard with that <laughs> one. Thanks. <laughs> you went to Anton Chigor before you went to No Country for Old Men. Fuck you. Okay, anyway, we're done. Uh, all right. Do you, do you have any idea what's on your on your What's on the agenda up? for the next couple of movies? No, I grabbed the wrong, uh, the wrong book uh, thing. But I know that um, Tuesday... What are we gonna see? Not sure. Oh, I'm look. I'm looking forward to I Olga Herpanova yeah. on Wednesday. That looks yeah. really fucking cool. This crazy dark ass movie. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe tonight, if we have a ton of energies, three. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's coming out. Okay, there's, cool. there's like a lot of All good right. stuff this year. Tune yep. in for more Fantasia listeners and viewers. Bye, right. friends. Hey guys, it's me again. Uh, just a quick reminder, 9to5.cc is a fan-made, fan-supported website. That means we don't have uh, any sort of an advertising budget. The only way we really have to get our name out there is by our fans uh, sharing us, liking us, and supporting us. So if you enjoy uh, what we're doing, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're 
there. Uh, tell your friends that this podcast is happening, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you like what we're doing, we do have uh, a podcast for the rest of the year, John and I, uh, called 9 to 5 Entertainment System that we do with the other founders of the sites, uh, Scott and Sophie. And we also have another podcast that we do uh, through the rest of the year called uh, Go Plug Yourself for Myself and Walter J. Ling. Uh, talk to people that have interesting stuff coming up in Montreal. So uh, once again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're on both of them. Uh, if you see us at the festival, come say hey and uh, keep listening and keep enjoying the show. We're going to try to keep having episodes pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, Fantasia has been so great so far. So, uh, yeah, I'm done. Here we go. Thanks for listening. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. <laughs>